Welcome to IT Visionaries. In our first two seasons, we have been extremely lucky to have some of the most impressive leaders from the tech world join us. For this special episode, we've taken some of the most insightful thoughts those folks had on what it means to be an IT leader, and we put them into one place. You'll hear from Paul Chapman, the CIO of Box, Juan Perez, the CIO of UPS, Mark Settle, CIO of Okta, Susie Wee, SVP and CTO of Cisco DevNet, and Mark Rackley, a partner and chief strategy officer for Pate Group. Each of these IT professionals have climbed various ladders to get where they are. They have a lot of valuable wisdom to share, and we think that it will benefit you whether you're occupying a C-suite office already or working your way up to the top. So enjoy what they have to say. This podcast is sponsored by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce. Salesforce just introduced the Lightning Platform Mobile, the low-code mobile app development platform that empowers anyone to easily build, publish, and manage AI-powered mobile apps for employees and for customers. Find out more at salesforce.com slash build mobile apps. And how do we harness the, the the innovation that's going on around us and create experiences for our, you know our employees, you know, customers, partners, suppliers, what have you? And so what we think about at Box is is how do we make sure that we are architecting a modern reference architecture that's leveraging you know this sort of platform economy, the Internet of APIs in a way that allows us to bring that innovation into our organization, therefore create experiences for 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 our organization. We spend a lot of time focusing on you know, who are the best of breed service providers. You know the things that generally don't strategically differentiate us. They're you know these are services that are available to any one of us. But it's how do you architect and bring them together? It's it's much more about an interoperability of services versus you know going to any one provider to provide you know some monolithic set of services that they're the only ones that provide. Yeah, well, I I actually think that the the model of the CIO saying these are the investments that sales should make in productivity tools for sales, as an example, isn't one that really works that well. Right yep. now, I think CIO is a great enabler, and even potentially a great introducer, or should be actually not potentially should be a great introducer of you know new capabilities. Should be ahead of you know where. Sales productivity is moving. I'm picking on sales just as a, as a, as an example, but you know, any function you can, you can extrapolate out to. And I think that it's a, it's much more about partnership. It's much more about how do we recognize that there are ways to make the organization more productive, more efficient. Because at the end of the day, salespeople want to be spending as much time as possible on selling and less time on entering data and working with clunky tools. I think most people that end up in the role, I think, have already been sort of battle tested and have a certain amount of grit or scrappiness to the way that they, they they're able to deal with being knocked down and getting back up. Because yep. let's face it, you know, there's there's uh, you can definitely have the villagers out with pitchforks aimed at IT when something goes wrong, right? And so you have to build up a certain resiliency to the fact that it's not personal. <laughs> Sometimes it can feel like that, that it's professional, not personal. And I think that most people that sort of step into that CIO role have done that because they've been in the, you know, they've been in these these environments that have helped them to grow and learn and and have broad perspectives on, on things. I think that the thing that I found probably the most important as a big sort of lesson, if that's as you will, is that 
you're the one now who has to be constantly thinking about where the organization is going as opposed to being part of sort of following where the organization was going, right? And so there's no one else to turn to, really. You're responsible for that strategy. You're responsible for that direction. And how do you bring an organization along to buy into where you think the future is going, especially in technology where you don't actually, you know, because it can change or it does change fairly quickly. It's easy to fall into the trap of thinking you have to that you have the answers necessarily. It's and, and you mentioned about listening. And I think it's a very hard thing to do, but something I've certainly catch myself and practice as much as possible. I I I don't know if it's a habit just yet. I think it's a it's a tough one. And it's listen to be wrong. You know, it's very hard to listen to be wrong. But if you it's not about tell energy. If you listen to the I'm a big believer in sort of wisdom of the community and the wisdom of the crowd and and generally if you're well connected with the sort of wisdom of the professional community, the answers are in there. Or directionally, you're not going to be that far off. We have a lot of cool ideas that are in testing right now that can change the way that we move packages in the network using this type of sensor technology. So excited about what's going on in that domain. And then, of course, we've created a platform in this company and where anyone can send an idea. I keep, as a CIO of the company, I truly keep an open door policy where anyone who wants to share a concept, an idea, can reach out to me and we can talk about it. The third, the third page in the playbook is obviously your own team members. And I think you need to kind of get them out of their comfort zone. So you're going to inevitably have people that are kind of waiting to see whether you're going to gain traction in the company. And what I mean by that, are you going to be able to attract the funding that the IT group needs to make maybe changes that we all agree on? Are the business executives going to want to kind of play ball with, with you and in introducing new technology capabilities or, you know, kind of kind of transforming things that we've done in the past? So if you don't start moving people, shuffling people around or giving them special assignments to kind of probe and test and see what they're capable of doing, you know, the guy running data center ops will just sit there and run data center ops and the person supporting the Salesforce platform will just sit there running the Salesforce platform. And in any organization, it's been my experience, you know, you have about 20% of the management team um, that are kind of change fanatics. They'll, they'll get behind any new idea whatsoever because they're just kind of closet anarchists. And then, you know, there's 20% at the other end who are very passive aggressive. They won't openly come out and debate or confront you, but they are not bought in at all to any kind of change happening whatsoever. Then there's the 60% in the middle and they're just kind of like fence sitters, kind of waiting to see, you know, what's, what's going to go on. So you've got to get some of these people out of these buckets and really test who's going to be able to work with you to make the changes. So if you're a first time CIO, you know, sometimes you suffer from the affliction that you feel like you need to continually prove that you're the smartest guy in the room or the smartest gal in the room, right? And that's not going to lead to some, to very much insight in terms of the capabilities of the other folks that are there. So you have to kind of, you know, discipline yourself to not always be the first and last word on any given topic or any given debate. You know, innovation should be a team sport. The whole management team should know what all those balls are that we're kind of juggling that are moving from stage to stage. As a CTO thinking, 
what are the disruptions that are going to happen in the field of networking? What are the big transitions that are going to take place and how can I help those most? Now, what was interesting is in my past as a researcher, you know, as an HP Labs, as an innovator, uh, and then I started managing teams and I turned into a CTO. And as I came to Cisco, I stayed in the CTO role. But overall, it was my job to kind of do the innovations and to really, you know, make lead my teams to develop innovations themselves. But then I kind of made the turning point of, you know, it's really about what the community innovates. It's about what the ecosystem innovates. And so as we have more of our products and our platforms become more software driven and have APIs, what matters is how I help this bigger community to innovate on top of those platforms. And so not many CTOs run developer programs, but you know, it's kind of making this mindset shift from I need to do and lead the innovations myself to I need to catalyze the bigger world to be able to innovate. And that's really what the developer program's all about. My advice for a first-time CIO would be to be bold. And a lot of times you're gonna sit there, and this is actually really for any C-level executive, uh, actually for anybody, quite honestly, is you're often sitting there and you're saying, okay, I'm running things the way they've been run and they've been working well. How do I disrupt myself? You know, how do I go to this newer world when I have the responsibility of everything that's been done in the past? And the tendency is going to think that everything needs to be running in the same way that it used to run. So then the question is, how do you take that risk to embrace the newest technologies? Should you try using containers and microservices? But that's not proven. Should I just do it the way that I used to? Well, quite honestly, you have to take risks and you have to be bold in doing that. You know, if you just kind of go and make minimal changes to inch along, you're just not going to get your company where it needs to be to handle all of these disruptions in this fast moving industry. What are some of the challenges that IT leaders are having, in your opinion? The biggest challenge was that, that constant pace of change I was telling you about. It's really hard to get your footing with changes constantly being rolled out. So we find a lot of our clients, they really are craving that education. They really want to know what's coming. How's it going to impact them? Before we turn the solution on our, on our, you know, on our users, we want to make sure that we govern it correctly, that we know how they're going to use it, that we, that we control them a little bit so that we don't put ourselves into a bad spot. You know, I have been in this position for almost four years, and I would have to say you've got to get to a point where you are willing to take risks. Your, your biggest rewards are going to come from taking your biggest risks. Don't be afraid to fail. Get out there, do something, keep pushing the company forward, but, but do not be risk averse. Thank you again to our friends at Salesforce. IT Visionaries is brought to you by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce. Salesforce just introduced the Lightning Platform Mobile, the low-code mobile app development platform that empowers anyone to easily build, publish, and manage AI-powered mobile apps for employees and for customers. Find out more at salesforce.com slash build mobile apps.